Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, October 4th. We are here live. Phone lines are open. It is a destination health free-for-all today. If you've got a question about health, anything at all, pick up the phone and join me. 855-950-3835. Those phone lines are open right now. I'll be getting to those calls here pretty quickly. We don't really have a theme today. Well, maybe I do. I have something I'm going to talk about here at the beginning while we're waiting for some calls to come in. Uh, I am flying solo on Destination Health for a while. Lauren is off on maternity leave, producing a new little human. It's a pretty important job. So uh, jump in and join me. Um, my, my open today is uh, a lesson from the garden. I like these. Um, I guess I should start calling them lessons from the farm. I'm sure I'm going to learn some new lessons out there. I think I already am. Uh, here's the lesson from the garden today. One of the things I've really been working on with, um, with plants each individual kind of plant is what is the ultimate environment for that particular plant and which variety is is the best and there there's so many variables in this i think it's why i'm fascinated by it there the all of the variables of what makes a healthy plant you know for the last couple of years in the garden i've really been almost hyper focused on the soil and clearly the soil is very important. And without good soil, nothing else is really going to work as good as it should. So that's the first part of the environment to get right. So what is, what's our soil? I think that's also important for us, creating the right environment for us as humans to thrive. I don't think we think about that a lot. In fact, I think most people never really think about it. They end up where they are on default. I mean, most of us really, I think the statistics still show, most people stay where they were born or fairly close. Uh, I'm the exception in my family, seven siblings, well, seven of us total. Um, all of my siblings still live within probably 60 miles of where I was born. They weren't all born there, but that's where they, <clears throat> we all kind of grew up. I'm the only one that's left. I had a brother that left for a couple of years, went back. Uh, for me, that part of the country was not the optimal place for me to thrive for a lot of reasons. And, and most of them were really business. Um, I moved out of Ohio primarily for business reasons. To I saw better opportunities in other places, ways of lowering costs by operating out of a different location. And it was pretty significant. The difference in cost for me between operating out of Ohio and Florida was pretty significant. Uh, a lot of it was maintenance, the weather, the, the issues that the, you know, the harsher winters caused and on cost, um, labor, labor was significantly cheaper in Florida. In Ohio, I always felt like I was really stretching just to try to pay what the average driver made in Ohio. In Florida, I was able to pay significantly more than what the average driver made. And, and that was a better environment for me. I didn't like, you know, feeling like, boy, if I pay the drivers a little bit more, I'm putting the business at risk. In Florida, I was able to pay them more and not put the business at risk. So 
location can be important for us as human beings and as, you know, our business as well. This move now for us, it's only 15 miles, but it's a significant change. Two big things, I'll tell you. I love the gorge, but I'm to the point now after a decade, I don't want to live right in the gorge anymore. And there's two factors. One is the wind. And you might think this is minor. I You wouldn't have convinced me before we moved here that the wind was as much of a problem as it really is. I would have thought, so what? It's wind. Deal with it. Um, But we don't go outside as often as I would like, and many times it's because of the wind. Uh, I'd love to eat outside in the summertime. I like to just stay outside. And honestly, it's just we almost never eat outside because of the wind. It's really that much of an issue. So there are, you know, we, I love having fires, you know, building a fire and sitting around the fire. Can't really do that. Uh, The wind is just uh, trying to get my smokers and my grills in the right place so that the wind isn't a big issue. And it's almost impossible. I mean, you'd have to, I'd have to build some kind of a wind shelter to make it work right. So I know it, I thought, ah, it's not that big deal. It's wind. The more I think about it, the more it really does affect how we live. The other thing about being in the gorge, there's no level ground. And again, you think, well, it's not that big of a deal. But in some ways it is. In the gardening, it's much more of a challenge. So this move, and, you know, I could say some other things. There's just too many people around us right now. I, I just really don't care for that. So this move is about improving our lifestyle, improving our health through this move. We will be more active and spend much more time outside because of a different environment. Going back to the plants, you know, so I I was hyper-focused on the soil, and then I started realizing now that I'm getting the soil and now I know how to make great soil, every year it's just going to get better. And, and I can see that over on the farm because she's been using those same practices over there for a couple of decades. And, and the soil's just incredible. So um, I'm not going to have to really spend any time on the soil at all other than the normal stuff. And having more space over there, I have a big enough compost operation now that I can provide all my own compost. I wasn't able to do that here. I was able to provide about 30% of what I needed, and I had to buy the rest every year. Now, uh, several factors. One, I have more space. does require a decent amount of space to, to have a good compost operation going. Um, so space is, is part of it. I've got a couple other things that make the, it's going to make the compost incredible, about the best compost you could make. I have a lot of raw materials available to make good compost. Uh, One of the best things you can put into your compost pile is what they call leaf litter. It's all the stuff that falls on the forest floor. Leaves, pine needles, twigs, branches. Uh, That stuff makes excellent compost. Um, It's called composted forest products. And it's uh, so that I've got unlimited amounts of that. And part of my plan is to start clearing that stuff out from under the trees anyway to create a better fire break. So I have unlimited amounts of that. There's a couple other things I have access to that I don't know. Chicken manure. 
quite a bit of it from nine chickens. And that's an incredible addition to compost. And it wouldn't take me much work once a week um, to just go right through our own field and pick up elk manure, drop that into the compost pile. So uh, that's not something I could do here. That that will only occur because I've changed the environment. So on the plants, I, I did start playing around. Once I knew I had the soil taken care of, then you start looking at all the other factors. It, where I am now, one of the first factors I have to think of is can this plant hold up to the wind in this location? Or do I need to move this to a more sheltered location? Then you have all your crop rotation factors that you got to think about. Well, I've grown onions in this place twice now. I really need to get something else in there for a, for a while. So it starts to get pretty complicated about how you move things around. But that's, that's kind of like our life and our business. So I really this year started playing around with that. Where is the best location for each plant? How much water? Um, one of the things I figured out this year, I was watering everything the same. Basically, just what, you know, whatever sprinklers I could get in and some things I had to hand water. And, you know, I really started to think all these plants don't have the same water requirements and I'm treating them that way. Um, things are still growing, but I bet they could grow better if I dial in the water. And the, one of the big ones were peppers. I mean, my pepper plants looked healthy. I got plenty of peppers out of them. I really didn't have any issues with them. But um, at the beginning of this season, I had put some peppers in and I hadn't built the irrigation over in that area. So I was kind of hand watering them. And then I got busy and I went four or five days and I realized, oh, I haven't watered the peppers. They're probably dead. And yet they were thriving. And I thought, oh, Maybe peppers don't need a lot of water. So it turns out I was watering peppers every day because a lot of the garden does need water every day here because we just don't get any rain. Uh, and the peppers really only need watered here about once a week. Kind of shocking. The soil gets so dry and yet the peppers are just thriving. So there was another factor. You know, I, I can't treat all these plants the same. And these are all just life lessons. You know, I've, I'm, I work hard to surround my plant with the perfect environment. What, you know, good soil, you have to start there. But even soil is not the same for each plant. So I do have areas of the garden where I, I start changing the soil. Some plants need water all the time. So you need soil that holds more water. The peppers don't want to be wet all the time. So I need soil that drains better for the peppers. So the watering can be affected by the soil. So you start to see all these variables, but the, the concept of for each individual plant, we're going to build the perfect environment and it's going to be different. Aren't we like that as humans? I mean, I'm going to find my perfect environment or our perfect environment for Lisa and I, it's not going to be the same for everybody. The concept is the same. One of the things I'm talking about here, you know, creating that perfect environment. I've had a lot of people ask me, I've talked about this before. Why is it that it, the health thing seems so easy for you? 
I, it was, I, I've said I was really strict right from the beginning. When I got rid of wheat and grains, I got rid of wheat and grains, and I really didn't look back. And it's something I just don't cheat on because I know what the consequences are. It's not worth it. One of the ways I did that was that I surrounded myself with this information. Then I was totally immersed in health books and health seminars and webinars and events. And I was constantly surrounded by positive health messages, constantly surrounded myself with the right things to do and the things not to do. It was always on my mind because I was surrounded by that message. And then when I wanted to work on the stress protocol, I started to surround myself with the positive messages about stress resilience. Now, that was more of a challenge. Even though I've surrounded myself, I'm not as strict as consistent as I want to be. It may be that there's something in my environment that I haven't tweaked right yet on that issue. So I'll keep working on that. The message here really is we, we chase success a lot of times in our life, whatever that means to you, and that's different for all of us, but we don't really put a lot of focus on creating the right environment for success. For me, I've always been willing to move to make things better. Uh, A lot of people just aren't. And there are some downsides to that. I have a very close family that I'm really not all that close with just because I'm not there. When I am there, when I was back uh, on that trip, it was just like nothing ever changed. But for me, uh, moving to create a better environment, I've never really hesitated to do that. We're doing it again. One of the other things I'm, I'm realizing about this whole kind of success thing, you know, in, in life and in business and health with our money. It really is a formula, but I, I got thinking, I've read a couple thousand books on, on these topics, success, goal setting, health, all, all these things, money. And yet I can't really tell somebody how to do this. There, there really doesn't seem to be a a step-by-step. If I could come close to something like that, I would say it may be the book, The Seven Habits. And I'm certainly not going to try to rewrite that. Just read the book. It's done really, really well. But even then, this isn't uh, do this and this happens, do this and this happens. I I wish it were that simple. Um, The other place I have been giving lessons from is lessons from the water. You know, this whole thing about me trying to learn how to wing foil and how frustrated I've been with it. And I I got thinking, every time I go out and wing foil, I get a little better, but I can't explain to you why. I can't explain what I'm learning. And that's weird for me. I, I want to be able to explain, well, this time... I got up on the foil quicker and I stayed on the foil longer because I did this and this and this, and th- but I don't know what I'm doing. I just know that every time I do it, I get a little better. And that's, that's weird for me. I want to know well, why, what did I just learn on those last three attempts that made the fourth attempt better? But I don't know what it is. And this life success health thing, it's kind of the same way. The more I work at it, the more effort I put into it, the better I get, but I can't always explain why. 
So the lesson is keep trying. Surround yourself with the right environment. And one of those things I talk about all the time, if you're not listening to audiobooks when you're not listening to me, you really should be. I still think if I, well, no, I know this as a fact. The majority of my success has come because of all the reading I've done. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I, I would not have accomplished most of the things I have without that. But again, I, I wish I could point to all those thousands of books and say, well, you don't need to read thousands of books. Here are the best. And I do. I have my lists. But there are books I have completely forgotten about that I'm sure I learned from. So part of the lesson today is, is um, focus, focus and mindset. When you focus on success, when your mindset is always looking for a better way to do things, it just happens. I can't even explain it sometimes. All right. Um, I just looked up at the board. I've been uh, not paying attention, and I either, either I'm not broadcasting or everybody is so enthralled with what I'm saying that they, uh, oh, <laughs> I just looked and Lisa's saying, Kevin, tell them the number. Yeah, it's okay to call. I haven't had a single call yet this morning. 855-950-3835. Lisa verified I am broadcasting. So I'm just going to assume I was imparting so much wisdom this morning that you were just enthralled and you were sitting back and listening. Um, Jump in and join us. 855-950-3835. You know, One, if you need a little more motivation to do this, just look around at our world today. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I I think there is some sort of a plan behind all of this, and it's about control. Um, I think there are groups, governments, and, and have figured out ways to easier more easily control the population and the people. I I really do think that's part of what we're seeing. And one of the ways is to keep people sick. It's why I I spend so much time on health and I will continue to. Uh, We need to be strong, healthy, independent, self-reliant people. It's one of the first things I would focus on. It's one of the things I focus on a lot. Control what you can control, and we can still control our health, and it is the most important thing we have. Um, That's why I love Wednesdays. All right. Uh, Phone calls are coming in, so uh, that's a good thing. I think everybody was just sitting back and waiting. Um, We're going to get to some calls. Pick up the phone and join us, 855-950-3835. We're off to Ohio. Herschel, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Good. What's I on did your mind it again. Today? Damn it! <laughs> I always tried to not you ask did. you that because everybody does it. Well, you're first today, <laughs> so you get to be the only one. Nobody else is allowed to ask me now. Okay. All right. The pole position. That's right. Um, well, I, I guess this story has to come with a little bit of apology, and with your own mindset. This kind of goes along with it, and anybody that is out there that is struggling thinks they have something wrong from my experience. <laughs> wow. I'm trying not to get emotional. Okay. Um, well, right about a month ago, five weeks, thereabouts, my heart went to racing, and it's 
scared the hell out of me. I mean, it was pounding. It felt like that little leprechaun you used to see with the big wood mallet. He was in there trying to pound his way out of the chest bone. <laughs> That's how that's how I described it to the person at the ER. She said, I've never heard that before. I mean, it was pounding so hard. I thought I was going to die. I'll I bet. thought that was it, dude. You're checking out. Yeah, yeah that would be scary. So I, I, I had a. Yeah, it you was. remember I had a, a kind of an episode like that on the air. Wasn't that extreme? But it was extreme enough to get my attention. Yes. So because it scared me as bad as it did, in one ear. I heard you and Dr. Jack and everybody saying, don't do it. And in the other ear, I heard, bud, uh, if you don't, this might be the end. This might be it. So I had my wife take me to Columbus to the Riverside ER. Let me address that. I'm I'm the guy that never wants to go. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, blood spurting out of my hand and, uh, you know, I can see bone and I'm like, I think we can fix this. And Lisa's like, no, we're going to the emergency room. So I'm the guy that never wants to go. But the day my heart started pounding, had it gotten worse, I would have gone. And, And I have said as much as I bash our medical system and say, you know, I need we all need to stay away from it as much as possible with trauma. Oh, hell no, I'm going. And I think they're excellent at that, at trauma. I think now, if I were to go in for something like this, I would be going there to make sure I didn't die. You know, I want to be in the hands of some professionals in case this really is a bad one and I don't want to die. The minute I knew I wasn't going to die, I'd be looking to get out of there. And I'm not going to take the rest of their advice, but, but I, I, I want to make sure they keep me alive. I'm, I'm good with that. Right. So I went in, and they put the EKG machine on me. I was there for 23 hours by the time I got out. So under constant EKG, they did a chest X-ray. They did the electrocardiogram, which is nothing more than the ultrasound of the heart, followed by a stress test. And I was at work when it happened, and they want me to get on this damn treadmill that's on an incline, and the girl says, don't you have tennis shoes? I said, well, I have one pair at home. The work boots is all I got. I had to do a stress test with work boots on. That was interesting, but I was able to do it. My heart didn't go to the racing part. Now, it did increase in pace, yes, because of what I was doing. Right, and it's And then they took the ultrasound after. Yeah, yeah, it did, and... uh, I told the girl, I said, why in the world would anybody create a belt that you have to walk uphill? A belt's to hold your pants up. And the girl was laughing because, you know me, I'm always clowning around. That's how I deal with stuff. So we went through all that. They left the EKG on all night. Come morning, the cardiologist guy comes in, and he really was a cardiologist. And I did go into a fib several times during that period. And needless to say, it was scary every time I did it, but they was not, they still wasn't really doing anything. And I'm thinking, well, it must not be horrible because I'm still here. And so the cardiologist guy, he comes in and he says, well, you did, you do go into AFib somewhat regular. So I want you to use a medication to calm everything down till we can figure out by monitoring what is really going on. Well, okay. I said, well, will this work? Now, tell me why I'm going to take it. Will this work? So, and he said, yes, of course. Go ahead. Yeah. Perfect question. 
to ask that doctor, because I'd be asking that doctor as well. When I walked out of there, I'd be on the phone asking another doctor. And you know who I would be asking. That'd be good. I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, good. So, because it scared me to death, because my mom also has AFib. Now, of course, I have no idea if there's any connection. But oh, I at do. that moment, being the, a scared... Being as scared, being as scared as I was, I, I took his med and it did stop it. And it has stopped it for about six weeks now. Well, that's the problem. It's metropolol. And I can tell you that while it did stop the racing and the little leprechaun isn't in there trying to get out anymore, but the side effects of this stuff is, is to steal your word horrendous you know one of the worst I side effects tired so for this drug that weight gain well so far i've done good i've been losing good so far good. i haven't gained any yet thank god but of course you know i've been working with dr jack so i talked to them i actually talked to one of his other doctors dr latanza and she said okay now you're on this thing she said this is one you just can't stop you you just can't because it really can hurt you yep. you, you have to titrate back so i am working with her on all kinds of different supplementation and oddly enough one of them they call it an afib cocktail reading the different ones and it actually is for nitrous oxide is one of the things that it does which is your cardio miracle Correct. i wish i would have been drinking that a long time ago and figured out <laughs> how to deal with it but i never i i don't know how anybody drinks that stuff i'd rather drink valvoline oh you awful. know this is so bizarre um angie our, our you know, she's not call screening today, but you know Angie, Matt's wife. She hates yeah, this I'm, stuff. Oh, she's yeah. the same way. Like, how can anybody drink this stuff? Um, I'm the exact opposite. I'm trying to figure out what they put in there that makes it addictive. It's like if I don't get my cardio, something <laughs> my day is just not going right. And and Vic and Sarah have been here this week and helping us on the farm and out in the garden, so it's been nice. And and. Vic's the same way. Um, he says, my God, once I started drinking that stuff, I can't stop. <laughs> I know. Well, so I, it, it's will, weird that every once you. in a while somebody says. Now, here's the other thing I will tell you. I, I would drink it plain. Wouldn't bother me to. But I much, much prefer it with that shot of apple cider vinegar. It takes away that weird that sweetness I that I don't really care for. When I try it plain, it's got that little bit of that weird sweetness with the monk fruit that I'm not wild about. I would still drink it, but putting in the, maybe that's really what I'm craving. Maybe it's the apple cider vinegar. I don't know, but I crave that now. I, I will tell you one thing. As bad as I just said that I would rather drink Valvoline, <laughs> what, doc, what Dr. Jack has, I can't even describe how bad that stuff is oh the only way i've been able to drink the cocktail is to put it in some orange juice watered down oh I, that just has, that just it, gave me a clue i bet i know what's in it that you don't like the taste of primarily there's several things that? i'm sure i'll bet there's a bunch of magnesium oh boy i would have to look at the jug the one that seems to be doing it one of it's called heart b b double e t like the yeah. Okay. And it's yeah, it's flaming red. I mean, it looks like you're just 
I don't know. Yeah. Drinking glitter or something. Yeah. yeah it's wild looking stuff. But anyway, so I'm working with Dr. Latanza and she says eventually, yes, you will be able to get away from that metropolol and the side effects. They are bad. You get so tired. You get this woozy feeling in your head. Nothing where you're going to fall, but it's there. It drives you nuts. You get a headache almost every day. Not bad, but it's there. Your joints ache oh. to a point that you've never felt. Oh it, it, joint, joint ache that you've, ne- you've never My legs get so, I feel like I took my 57-year-old legs and put on a set of 82s. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, it's just insane. But what I will tell you to get back to your open, this experience and what has happened, and I can't believe I stayed non-emotional, but I did. You talk about changing your perspective of what even freaking matters. Oh. Yes. I'm telling you, there are yes. days I don't I don't even care if I go to work. I, I, I don't care. But I do because here's the weird part. When I do go and do my thing, I actually feel better than when I'm off. I get that. Even though yep. now here's the yeah, here's the other part that Metropolol will do. I you know how you've always had the sleep problem, four or five hours, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Nine hours gets me started on Saturday and Sunday morning. I'm nine, nine and three quarter hours every weekend because really? there's nothing to wake me up. And I'm just, I am out and it has to be the medication. I never, and here's the other weird side effect. And it says right on it, if you read into it, that it'll do it above between your nipple and your collarbone in your chest. Now that's not where your heart is. I'm talking right. over where your shoulder cups is right over there. Them little, mu- them little muscles that are in your chest up there, them dudes will twinge and spaz. Oh, man. This sounds awful. It feels awful. like somebody's got a little pocket knife. It feels like a pocket knife that somebody took the dull point off of and made it blunt, and he's just sitting there wiggling the thing. Uh, yeah, this, like, this oh, whole experience God. sounds awful. Oh, it is. It's awful. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And now that I know, and once the cardiologist guy told me this is not a lethal problem, it's an electrical problem is what it is. It's not lethal, but it does oh. have to be managed. So, oh, there's, so we don't... There's that word. We don't need to call Dr. Wolfson. We need to call Leroy. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So now going to the stage that we're in, yes, I did go on the med because it scared me so bad and it has kept it away. It, it did do that. I'll, I guess I'll give the scientists their due on that part, but on, I wish I would have not freaked out so bad and just talked to Dr. Latanza or Wolfson, one of them out there. I got to believe I probably could have made it way through so this without th- this, this intensity, but now I'm already. Now I'm already here, so I got to try to work myself off of it, obviously. Right. So this is a good point. And this is why um, we want to partner with people like Dr. Wolfson. I, I, I can't answer questions like this. I wouldn't even attempt to. Um, but I want people there that can. And it, it, here's a good lesson for people. If you have something like this, you end up in an emergency room because you're concerned absolutely go. If you're concerned and and there's no other option, go to the emergency room. When they start talking about drugs and procedures, here's my question to them. Uh, If I don't take this drug or do this procedure you're talking about, is there any chance I'm going to die? Because if there is, go ahead and do it. 
Let's just not take the chance. But if there's really no chance this is going to kill me, it's just going to make me very uncomfortable. Well, then I'm probably going to skip it. Um, look, you, you were uncomfortable before I get that, and we want some relief. And you got some relief from one sy- symptom and got 10 new ones. It, so if I right. wasn't going to die, if this drug didn't save my life, I, I'll deal with the discomfort of what's going on rather than deal with the discomfort of all these side effects and then have to work my way out of this drug. So I, I want people that I can call in an emergency and say, they're telling me if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Are they right? Right. I can tell you that um, Dr. Latanzi sent me a thing called the Zio patch, Z-I-O. And it's kind of like a giant Band-Aid, basically. It looks like a huge Band-Aid. But instead of having the gauze pad, it has the sensor in it. And you stick it on your chest. (laughs) And after being in Riverside Hospital, I found out, if they're going to put stuff on you, shave it. No matter where <laughs> yes, it is, who cares? Right. It'll grow back. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. So, so you shave the chest and you put it on. You wear it for two weeks. I got my two weeks on, and you don't even really know it's there. Except if you reach up, you'll feel it you know, under your shirt. So I'm waiting now for is her it? to get back with me on the, resu- the result of that constant heart monitoring. And oh, that's what, what it's doing? Going it's some forward. kind of a monitor? Yes. Oh, how cool. It is a heart monitor. It has a button in the center of it that you push to turn it on. A little light flash to tell you that you got it turned oh, on. How cool. And then anytime you feel anytime you feel something, no matter what it is that's irregular, you push the button and then they give you a log. Of course, it's got an app, but no, yeah. they give me a log that's paper. And you write in date, time, what you were doing, what you felt. And then when they look at the result, they can compare that. So what the EKG basically is saying to get an idea of what was that. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So one of the, you know, one of the things I I just started mentioning this yesterday, because you know me, that's how I do things. Um, One of the new programs we're putting together, um, I do want to be able to work more one-on-one with people than we're doing now. You know, Lauren was doing all that. And we, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so, you know, we know Lauren's going to be gone for a while. I don't really want to hire somebody to fill in for her. And um, so I started thinking, well, how could I do more one-on-one? Because I like doing it. The problem for me is it just takes up too much of my time. Um, if I get on the phone with what, like if you and I were talking and it was a one-on-one, um, if it were scheduled for 20 minutes, I'm sure it would end up being almost 60. It's just how people want to talk to me. And then we will get off on taxes and money and trucks and, and I'm a talker. So I, I, I'm the worst offender and my schedule just becomes a mess. So it's why I don't do it, but I want to do it. I like doing it. Um, I think I can provide a lot of value when I do it. So we're going to try this group coaching model instead. And I've been working with a company that helps companies set these kind of things up, and they've been very successful with it. So I'm going to give that a shot. But one of the other things I want to incorporate into this, and I'm still working on the idea, I want to create an advisory board as part of this program. So if you are in the program, you're also going to have access to the knowledge of this advisory board. So if I have a tough cardio case, I'm going to bring Dr. Wolfson in on it. You know, I think I would have uh, Trina 
Felber in as the, the dental consultant and advisor. So I, I, I'm thinking about putting yeah, together that, that this, pretty awesome. yeah, this advisory panel. So when you're in this kind of intensive group coaching program, you have access to them as well. Interesting. So that's what we're working on. Hopefully um, the goal is to try to get it launched before the end of the year, which is coming up pretty quick. Right. Oh boy! Yeah, quite a quite an ordeal. I think it, uh, you know, in a way though, I think this was good for you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can hear you. Chill out, man. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, I do want to go back to something you said several times during this call. Okay. We all do this, especially men. We need to stop. We need to stop. We've been programmed as men, and I think it's wrong. I think we need to change it. You said several times, I'm trying not to get emotional. But get emotional. Right. Go ahead. It's good for you. Why? I don't know why we're taught as males to suppress our emotions. Well, because if you show emotion, you're a wussy in central Ohio. That's what I was taught. That's what I was taught, too. And it's wrong. We shouldn't do that. And, you know, I... One of the lessons I went back to, I was thinking about this. Um, I started reading and following and listening to Anthony Robbins a long, long time ago. Um, I was in my early 20s. He was young at the time, too. Um, One of the lessons I remember, if you go to his seminars, it's like a workout. You're constantly on your feet. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm looking around like, what the hell is all this? Um, His whole thing was... Motion creates emotion, and emotion, our emotions are the power that will drive us to do everything. And that is absolutely true. You will not change something in your life until it hurts so bad you can't stand it anymore. That makes sense. That's emotion. And he claimed that motion itself helped create emotion. So that's why he, he, he's moving all the time. He's active. It's part of what he teaches. And then I got thinking, he's right. Emotions drive us to do everything. That, that's what our, that is our motivation. Our, the way we feel, that's what emotions are. The way we feel will determine what we're going to do next. If we're in enough pain, we will finally maybe do something to get out of pain. So I got thinking, we're taught as males to suppress our emotions. Why would we do that? If you if if you feel it, the way we're wired, the way we were taught. I think it's more the way we were taught. I don't think it's the way we were wired. I think it goes against the way we're wired. It 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 we taught it, and I think it's wrong. That's true. Do we, you know, here's what we're telling men. We don't like your emotions, so just suppress them. We don't want to hear it. Well, why not? Yeah. The The day that Jenny took me to the ER there, I went to her workplace and I was telling her something's wrong. I, I have to see a doctor. I, I have to, this is scary. Yeah. Well, what's wrong? I told her and she said, well, she needed to make a check up or somebody because she does office stuff. She runs the whole place. Yeah, to pay a vend- to pay a vendor, and I got in about a half a cry, and I said, Jenny, I don't care about that check. Fuck those people. <laughs> I don't care. Right. I don't 
care. Right. I have to see. I might die standing here. Yeah. Does that check mean that much? And she looked up, and now she got up, and we went. Good. So. Yeah. 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 So we should get emotional. Yeah. All right. So are you? Well, I've got uh, it suppressed so, at the moment, so I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see the results of this monitor thing when you get them. Yeah. Well, they said it would take two or three weeks. I just mailed it off this past weekend, so it'll be a little while. But yeah, once I get it, I'll uh, I'll give it to you, and you can be privy to the information. Excellent. All right. Okay. Chill. All right, Kevin. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Herschel. Have a great day. Good talking to you. Let's go to Indiana. Jerry, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. That goddamn Herschel had a real man. What he did, drove himself to the hospital and called his wife and told him I'm here. So. <laughs> Uh, and also, on, on that same note, uh, talking about men, I just saw a little blurb the other day that 40% of men face an emotional problem every year. The other 60% aren't married yet. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the uh, the real statistic is 40% of men try, try to ignore their emotional issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, on to my on to my question. I got to set the background on uh, on this. My uh, doctor retired about two years ago, which was doctor. I had to go into the clinic for a very minor little issue, and then she finally informed me and says, "Oh, by the way, you've never signed us as being." And I said, well, I don't think I really need to, but she said, well, we probably ought to be your primary care assignment just in case. And then anyway, what well, my point is, is she went on to say, oh, my gosh, it's been a long time since you've done any blood work. So I would like to correlate a blood work to an oil sample. I do a regular oil sample on a on a regular basis, even though I know there's probably nothing wrong with the engine. What? Where would I access your suggested blood test channel? to have something done on a periodic basis just for a baseline. I don't know where you would access that because I don't have one. Okay. I, I Is there one then? Yeah, we could find lots of them. Um, I don't do a lot of medical screening on myself. You know, almost every time if I'm going in to do blood work, it's mostly because I'm experimenting or hacking or... Um, I did do all the blood work when I was working with the the uh, functional medicine doctor, and, and it did us some good, and we figured out a few things. But I did it because I had symptoms. I didn't do it randomly. It wasn't a screening. I did it because I had symptoms. My joint pain came back, and it, it shouldn't have, and it didn't make sense why it existed. And we did find it in the blood work. But I, it, that that's not a screening. I had a symptom, and I'm going to go figure out why I have a symptom. When I feel good, I, I'm not testing anything or screening anything. Why would I? Nothing's wrong. Here's the, di I, I love the correlation between an oil sample because there is a lot of similarities, but there's one big difference. The, my engine may not be able to tell me there's a problem. My engine isn't going to tell me that I have excess, excess wear metals. My engine isn't going to tell me that the soot has built up over time. Now, eventually it will start to tell me, but by then it might be too late. My body gives me all kinds of signs if I just listen and pay attention. And I kind of made that point with her, 
because she was talking about screenings. And I said, no, I'm not interested in any screenings, but I might be interested in a, some blood work as a baseline. And yeah, she, that's not a bad idea. She talked about, but she, she said that, okay, but you're not, you could get prostate cancer and you won't have any symptoms. You could get colon cancer and you won't have any symptoms. So to correlate that to your engine and, and uh, oil samples, how would you know? If you don't have any symptoms, see what I mean? So here, she said here, there here, might not be any symptoms. Here's my take on cancer specifically, because that's what she's talking about now. She is referring to cancer. I don't believe that cancer is the big problem we think it is. Cancer is not some weird thing that just attacked us at some point. Cancer seems to be almost non-existent when people eat right. And... I am so, I don't even know what the word is, uh, so leery. Leery isn't even the right word. Um, The way we treat cancer is awful. And they'll tell you the statistics. Oh, we saved this many lives. No, when you look down in the statistics, what you find is they kept people alive for 92 days longer. That's what a lot of the statistics are. It's not that they saved anybody's life. They kept them alive a little bit longer. Watch all the drug commercials for the cancer drugs. Look at the, don't listen to what they're saying. Read this little tiny fine print on the bottom or or go check out what that drug really does. Our cancer system is a mess as far as I'm concerned. It's a huge money-making machine. I don't want any part of it. So I, I know this might sound a little crazy, but when it comes to cancer, I'm just taking my chances. If I get it, I get it. I hope my immune well, system exactly. beats it. Um, but I doubt that I'm going in for any kind of cancer treatment. Well, that's exactly what I told her. And she, she mentioned cholesterol, and I said, nope, not oh, even going to worry about it. I'm yeah. never taking a statin. So she kind of understood She kind of understood where I was coming from, but she still suggested it might be good to get a a panel done sometime, and that was my question. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. And you, that was my question to you. If I did a baseline, what what tests should I have at so a request? I'll, here's the other part of this. I could give you all the basic stuff, you know, vitamin D and CRP, and, and, and yeah, we could go look at that. But I, I, it may or may not be worth it. The panel that would probably tell us the information we really want to know is expensive. And, and I, I would just go to Dr. Wolfson. I think he has an excellent set of panels for things, and, and I would just default to his. We really don't right. do a lot of that work, and that's why we send a lot of people to Dr. Wolfson. Um, it, it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. And you're going to go to a lab to get some of this done. And, um, but he's going to do things like um, parasites, heavy metals. That's really what I would be in there looking for. The, the stuff that the regular doctors aren't going to do anyway. They're going to send you out for all kinds of blood work that doesn't tell us much of anything that we want to know. Um, I would be out looking for like these things, like have I been exposed to too many heavy metals or too many pesticides or do I have some sort of parasite or that's the kind of stuff I would be looking for. Well, I always like ACDC and stuff like that, but I never really got into the heavy metal, Kevin. I just never did like that type of music. Got it. So you probably don't need the heavy metal screening (laughs) then. Anyway, no, I, I understand what you mean, and 
Yeah, so, well, that, that answered it. I know if I go, they'll probably do it. You know, certain ones, like, like for example, the cholesterol, and then you'd be in the, in the system as a high cholesterol, and I don't give a damn, so. Yeah, like I said, I, there's only been one time in my life that I actually looked at cholesterol results. I may have had a test somewhere that I don't even recall, um, but I've never looked at my cholesterol until just, I don't know, what, a year or so ago when I did it. Um, and they would have immediately put me on statins. Right, right. So, and I told her that wasn't going to happen. So that kind of answered the question. So one other thing before you, you let me go, Kevin, and that is the fact that, and this is a kind of a health issue too. You have a little Ford tractor now on your farm and you've got a mower on that tractor. That mower runs off a power takeoff shaft off of that tractor. Stay the hell away from that power takeoff shaft. I've known way too many people in my life that have gotten a loose piece of clothing wrapped around that PTO Ooh. shaft, and it'll round them up just like a wet noodle. Ooh, I can, yeah, just be I, extremely careful around that. You know, you are correct because there's another factor with this old of a tractor. There are no safety mechanisms at all yep. on this thing. I mean, you can kick it into gear trying to get off of it. There, there's, it is a dangerous piece of equipment if you're not careful. You are correct. It is. And I've known too many people that get around there doing something on the back, and that PTO shaft is turning, and, you know, it doesn't take much of a loose piece of a sleeve I, or a piece of a clothing or something, and it it, for the most part, anyway, that just yeah, be careful. I, I'm sure there will be some exceptions, but for the most part, I've already started to kind of create my habits around the tractor. And the one habit is I'm not getting on and off of it while it's running. Yep. Now, there may come well, a time where you know, I, I just need to or, you know, whatever. And at that moment, if I am, I'm going to be very careful doing it. I'm not going to be thinking yep. about something else. But most of the time, I've just made it a habit. Just turn it off before you get on and off of it. Yep. But that's pretty easy to say on the radio and then you get oh, out no, there and I, I, but you know what it, 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 it's kind of like my my open this morning by by creating this environment where we're focused on the things we want and we've set up our it's kind of the same thing i made it a point the first time i got on that tractor to start creating that habit it's in my mind do not get on or off this thing while it's running and eventually, like I said, I will probably do it. But when I do it, I'm going to be pretty mindful because it's going to be out of yep. the norm. But drill that into your grandsons if they ever come out and visit, too. So. Yeah, no doubt. All right. That's it, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. Talking to you. Let's go to Missouri. Mark, welcome. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Um, I had a... Uh, blood test done back in June from the VA okay. and my vitamin D, my vitamin D level was less than 35. I don't remember exactly what the number was. If it was in the twenties or right at 30, but less than 35. Okay. He gave me, um, some vitamin D supplements, two bottles. One, the first bottle was, uh, like a gel cap and there was six in there. I had to take one a week for six weeks. I don't remember what those were, but after that, then I started taking these other ones, which are 50 MCG, 2000 IUs of uh, vitamin D3. Okay. 
And that's what I've been taking one of them every day. And the other day I was listening to Dr. Wolfson's uh, podcast, and he was talking about uh, vitamin D and needing to take a, a, a vitamin K2 if you're taking a supplement. Correct. And I mess- I, I messaged the, the health team there at the VA through the, the app we got, and uh, last night I, I got the email back from a pharma- or the, the head pharmacist over there. They said, no, there was only been one study about that done in Japan. And Bullshit. Didn't show that Bullshit. That, my that God, one study, my ass. I could go find a and, thousand uh, studies. My God, I can't yeah. believe he said and, that. There's and, only been one. Oh. Yeah, and, and she gave me the link to it, and then uh, they uh, told me that I should get enough vitamin K2 through the diet and told me green leafy vegetables for it. Well, yeah, but here's and another problem. That's not going to happen because I'm, I'm 90, 90 to 95% carnivore, so well, the exactly. green leafy vegetables is out of the and, question. And all those green leafy vegetables are loaded with oxalates. Oxalates and lectins, yes. right. Yeah, so we don't want to do a bunch of green leafy vegetables. A little bit now and then, not a big deal, and there's some greens that aren't loaded with all that. But but to think that you're going to get enough K2 in your diet, well, then why aren't you getting enough vitamin D in your diet? Because it's staying this truck out of the sun. <laughs> Yeah, God, this attitude just makes me crazy. You know, I'm sure this doctor probably pushed COVID vaccines. Where's the studies on that? If if all they want to do is say, oh, the study, studies my ass. Half the shit they do all day long, the studies will say not to do. So that that makes me a little crazy right. when they actually make a statement like that. There there are no studies, or there's one, and it didn't prove anything. That this isn't really questioned by anybody that I'm aware of. We should be. It, yeah, and, the, and, our, you know, the the when, when we I, have several vitamin D supplements in our store. One of the reasons we have multiple. Yeah, well, I got the I got the the vitamin the the D I think it was D three and K two correct bottle from y'all. That's what and, we and I had only started taking that about four or five days before they drew to my blood, and then he well, won't right. put me on this right. stuff because it was a lot stronger to bring me up quicker. And, uh, That's not necessary. First of all, it's not necessary to bring ourselves up quick. Hell, you've probably been walking around for years. With low vitamin D, all of us have been. It's a hard vitamin to get in our diet. It's hard to get enough from the sun. Right. And we do find... Now, vitamin D is, isn't... Not everybody in the health world agrees on this. There is some controversy around vitamin D. My son, Michael, him and I go back and forth on vitamin D. He doesn't believe we need to supplement as oh, much as we are. And, and, you know... So there's not total consensus on supplementing with vitamin D. We have found when we supplement with the right DK combo, people's health results are better. And until somebody can tell me some other way to make them better, I'm going to continue. I take it every day. I'm going to continue recommending people take it every day. We get good results. Our recommended vitamin D supplement is the liquid D and K. Why do we have the other ones then? Because there were times we couldn't get that. We there, there were shortages. So we picked up other products to fill in and we just keep them in the store. But I really prefer the DK drops. Take them every day. 
Recommend them every day. And then I'm pretty I, sure that's the ones that I got. Yeah. Yeah, throw away all that. Any, any, uh, I know this is VA, but any idea how much those vitamin D supplements cost that they recommended? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Uh, They do send me a bill for a copay, which was like $45, but I don't know if that was just for for these or. I I can uh, almost guarantee you. Because I also got some, uh, some replacement parts for my hearing aids. You know, the little yeah. filters and stuff. Yeah. I, I and can almost I think guarantee that was included in that bill, too. That their vitamin D is not all that great, and it's highly expensive. I can almost guarantee it. It's, it's, uh, the, brand, the brand name on the bottle is Rugby, R-U-G-B-Y. Nice. And there was a, a hundred tablets in it. Yeah. I th- you know, what you're getting is more like a pharmaceutical than a supplement, and that's part of the problem. We don't need it. Vitamin D supplements are just fine. Okay. I don't need a prescription vitamin D. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's actually a prescription thing, but, you know, they do it through the pharmacy like a prescription. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, just by the, yeah, and they're calling it a supplement on the uh, on the bottle, too. It just says dietary supplement. But it's got all kinds of weird other ingredients in it, too. Correct. That's what worries me. I don't want all that. I want vitamin D and K. That's all I need. Right. Uh, rugby, okay. is a, rugby is a pharmaceutical company. I thought so. Okay. So the best thing I can do is just stop taking those and start start back with the stuff I got from you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the message that I sent them, you know, I told them that I, I you know, heard heard a, an interview with Dr. Wolfson and that he had said that, and that's when she sent me that back and sent me a link to some Japanese study, and I didn't get a chance to read all that last night because I, I opened that email just before I went to bed. <laughs> so. I, you know, I've talked about studies. I read them constantly, but I don't put a lot of faith in them. Because I can find a study right. that will support any idea you want to support. So we, we tend to work far more on results. I read studies, so I, it gives me a direction. But then we base almost right. all of our recommendations on results. When, when we give people right. DK every day, we get results. They get sick less often. Their overall health is just better. Right. Well, it's like Dr. Barry's book that Lies My Daughter told me. He talks about all the studies, but he talks about the summary versus the the, the actual findings and stuff. The Correct. way that they don't match up. So. They don't. And the problem is reading the full study is tedious and boring and time-consuming and confusing but you've got to be able to right. read the entire study to know what the truth is because their summary, I have writ, read summaries that honestly, they say exactly opposite of what the full study says. How do you explain right. that? You can't other than all of this <laughs> stuff is a scam. Yeah, they they wanted to show that so they can sell whatever they're selling. Yeah, and which and, is what what the and, first thing she said is you know, online television doctors and online doctors that 
they'll talk stuff like that just because I'll bet he's selling uh, supplements on his website. Is what oh, she oh told wait me. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so aren't you just selling drugs? <laughs> What's the difference? Pretty much. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's absolutely. Every time I walk into a doctor, I tell them a symptom. They prescribe a drug. That's what they do. Right. So they're going to criticize somebody? Yeah, well, for, he, oh, oh, they're just in it for the money. They want to sell you a supplement. What the hell are they doing? At least my supplements work without a zillion side effects. Right. Yeah, that's the pot calling the kettle yeah. black. How ridiculous is that? Oh, well, they're just doing it because they want to sell yeah. you a supplement. <laughs> okay. Right. And, of course, she's never heard of Dr. Wilson, so, you know. Well, and that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's, why would she? Really? I mean, they, they, yeah. they don't live in well, that I, world. You know, well, that, you know when, I, when I mentioned his name, when I mentioned them, of course, I put in parentheses that he was a board-certified cardiologist. Absolutely. Evidently, she didn't read that. Yeah, absolutely he is. So, I know he is. That's why I put it on there. Good. Just to, you know, so that she didn't just... Or they didn't just gaff off the name, you know. So right. it's just some crackpot doctor on TV, like Doctor Phil stuff, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny when people put on there, learn this on a radio show from an ex truck driver. I really like that one. That'll freak them. <laughs> out. Oh yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion on that uh, comment that they made, and as, and as to whether or not I need to supplement the, the K two also. And uh, that uh, meet that y'all were talking about, you and Lauren, and some caller was talking about that uh, that meat that they sell all over that's got the, the liver and heart yeah. stuff ground yeah. up in the hamburger. Right. I found a place about, about 12, 15 miles from me that most of carried at, according to the website. And uh, I went over there to, to get some, but they were closed that day. Uh, <laughs> it was on a Wednesday. It's never uh, heard of being closed on Wednesday. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's catching on. I, I figure when I get back home, I'll get some of that. Yeah. I've been getting the stuff from U.S. Wellness Meats with the heart, liver, and kidney, but it's just got an off flavor to me that I don't care for, and I think it's, it's the kidney I, that's giving it the flavor that I don't yeah, like. It, it's the kidney, I'm sure of it. But they, had, they, they list it with just the heart and the liver, so I wanted to get some of that. Yeah, that's a good I one. Did, I, uh, you will taste the liver just a little bit in that one, but not much. Okay. And, yeah, I did message um, U.S. Wellness Meats to see could I get some that just had the liver and heart. Uh, yeah, the liver and the heart in it, but they told me, no, it's all free or none. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I used to make my so, own. I mean, I way, way back when I started making my own. I'm going to cut you loose. i got to get some calls. Um, it's nice to be able to buy it. Um, U.S. Wellness Meats used to have one with just liver and heart, I thought. Maybe not. Let's, uh, let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, good morning. What's up, Kev? Morning. So uh, I wanted the vitamin D thing real quick, though. That's cool because I've been... Con, you know, the DK, I've been doing that all a long time. So, she, like I said, my fiance, she actually had to go into the hospital the other day. She, um, you know, with the COVID, she had the COVID last week. And then uh, over the weekend, she was feeling like crap, you know, tired, sluggish. And got up Monday morning, she was throwing up again. And so she didn't go to work. And then uh, got up Tuesday morning, she was going to go to work and had a headache. So she called out again. And then she's 
midday, she couldn't take it anymore. She had a daughter take it to the ER, and they brought her in, and he admitted her. She had a sodium level of 119, which is, from what I understand, is really, really low. I don't know nothing about that. And they sort of gave her fluids, and they kept her in the hospital overnight. But uh, it just was like... I, like the cold, I'm tired. It's crazy. And she was vaccinated too, you know. So it's like I don't get it, man. I I don't see how I can. And I, again, I don't see how I can live in the house. I mean, I still I'm stuffy. I got a little, you know. I, but I was surrounded by people who either have recently had COVID or have it right now. I, I am shocked at how many people have COVID right now, and I'm uh, there are a bunch of them. We've had employees out with it. Um, I, everybody I talk to either has it or knows somebody who does or somebody in their house does, um, which is kind of odd. Um, this is typically not, you know, flu or cold season yet. So it, it's a little weird. So COVID, whatever it is, has changed things. Um, I've yet to get it yet. I mean, I, I got sick once, but I, I tested several times. It wasn't COVID. Um, I, I, the only thing I'm feeling these days, which I, actually I was going to talk about this morning and I forgot about it. Uh, I've got like seasonal allergy symptoms right now that are awful. Man, I wake up in the morning and my, I've got congestion and my nose is running. And I mean, I, I almost couldn't start this morning because I, I couldn't clear it up. And I thought, what the hell is going on? Um, you know what I think? Because everything else is working really well right now. I mean, other than sleep, but that's always an issue for me. Um, I think that the reason I'm feeling this this response more is because this is an immune response and my immune system is stronger. I think we actually feel more of this because our immune system fights back so hard and we actually get the effects of that. And I think that's what's going on right now. It's fall. You got all kinds of weird pollen out in the air and I'm out in the garden and the farm all the time. And um, I wake up every morning. I'm like, what is going on? Um, and some days it lasts. Well, maybe there's something at the farm. The yeah, there, there, there could be. I, maybe this- if it doesn't clear up in the next couple of days, I'm probably going to start taking Histoplex every day because that usually fixes it. Yeah. So they're like this, though. So now, also, her daughter's getting married this weekend. So the stress level with oh, that, because yeah. her daughter's kind of a knucklehead, to be for no other way to put it, <laughs> like dumping all this stuff on her. And it's like, she's got, you know, she's got to work. She she just willy-nilly forgets to order a cake and, and like, all of this stress. And, and then just like now, just when I was on hold, she called me. I, they took, she took my, my a suit and a shirt to the cleaner. They lost my shirt. So she's like almost in tears about, I said, it's a shirt. I think I have another one in the closet, which I don't wear very many dress shirts. If not, I'll get another one. I said, you need to go home and stop running around. Cause they sent her home. They let, you know, they let her go home, which they, in my opinion, she should have stayed there for another day and let him run fluids through her, you know, and and at least get you know bring a sodium level up a little more and you know just to relax. But she but the stress and she goes, I'm not stressing. I said, No, you don't realize. You don't think you're not. Just like you tell us, you don't think you're not stressing. But she doesn't. You know, she's not monitoring her stress levels or any of that stuff. You know, and and I'm trying to tell her. And finally, just go to the phone before. I was like, Listen, just go home and stop worrying about. Well, I got to make this. I said, No, you don't got to do shit. No other way to put it. You just got out of the hospital. Unless you want to go to the hospital the day of the wedding when you get overwhelmed with all the, the bullshit that's going to be there, you know, it's, you're not going to enjoy it. So just go home and relax. 
And like I said, she came home yesterday. I told her I had to take some bone broth. She had some bone broth, felt better. Then she got up this morning again. It was felt like crap. I was like, you need to just stop yep. with the stress. And it's amazing. I could see it. I could see it in. I could hear it in her voice. But like I said, I can't, you know, me, like when I'm talking to you, I'm like, a, like not annoyed, but like I'm like frustrated trying to explain it to her. But it's... I call, you know, like I'm, I said, I'm, I, I'm, that, vaccinated, that vaccine thing is the problem, is why I think it is. Uh, yeah, you know, the stress is obviously a big issue in our life, and, and I've put a lot of work into it, and uh, I'm in that position right now. Stress is, is becoming a factor for me. Um, a lot of things happen that I didn't see coming. You know, I've always got plan B and C and D, but when you start getting down to implementing plan C, it can be stressful. It's good to have a plan, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. stressful. I mean, my coach isn't out of the shop yet, and I have a big trip coming up. I'm starting to count the days down, and I'm worried that I'm not going to have enough time with the coach before I have to leave. And I, I'm having visions right, of my yeah, last yeah. trip where I you know, spent more time turning wrenches than anything else on that trip, and I don't want to go through that again. You know, we've got the issue of the farm right now that we're really not ready to move into, and we're probably not going to move into it for a couple of months. But I've got chickens I've got to take care of. So I've got to be over there, you know, a couple times a day sometimes. So so, I, so things are starting to get a little stressful around here. Um, and I know I've got to, I've got to keep that in mind, and I really have to get back to my stress protocol. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I try, I try and tell her. She's, she's coming around with like, she, and she didn't take, hasn't been taking a Lipitor. She's, I finally got her to stop taking that, Good. which is cool. Because when she went to the hospital, they go, what do you want? Oh, are you still taking your Lipitor? She goes, no, I'm not taking it anymore. And, and uh, the doctor's like, why? She's like, the, I, you know, it makes me feel sick. And they, the ER doctor, which, who she works with, because she went to the same place where she worked, you know, didn't give her a hard time, which is cool, you know. He just... But when she got upstairs on the floor, the admitting doctor, I mean, he was like, well, why aren't you taking the Lipitor? And she said the same thing. And then he just like blew it off. He didn't want to hear about it, which was cool because she doesn't have to explain it. But it's just, and I I try, like I said, I've been taking (laughs) the copper, the zinc, the the vitamin D. You know, I I just, I'm a firm believer in that stuff now because there's no way I could live in this. Yeah. 1,600 square foot house. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you know are. what I mean? Late extra at night and not. <laughs> if, if she has COVID and you're you know? living together, you are bombarded with the virus all day long. And, and what it's telling us is your immune right. system yep. is just beating it. Right. And, and the only thing, the other thing, too, is I bought two of those uh, Austin Air, um, uh, Air purifiers. I got one yeah, in the living room, one in the bedroom. but That can't hurt. Yeah. Right, yeah, but it's just, like I said, it's just just stress, man. It's I'm not stressed because I, me, I just tell the people to go, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she's like, it's overwhelming, and I, I trying to tell she's if I, like I just got off the phone. I I said she she finally grasped. I said just don't just forget about it. go home, yeah. lay down. There you go. Everything will work, and if it doesn't, we'll figure it out. That's right. All right, I'll let someone else get in there. Thanks, right. Kev. Good stuff, Terrence. Thanks for the call. Um, Real quick, before I take another call, this isn't health-related, but it's uh, trucking-related, and it's a pretty big deal. Craig Fuller just posted, actually, uh, uh, Freight Waves, he reposted it. The UAW strike is having a massive impact on trucking volumes. 
This is the first I've heard of this. I kind of expected it. Uh, he here quote from Craig. I haven't seen this big of a drop in trucking contract volumes outside of a holiday since the start of COVID. This is contract freight we're talking about here. Contracted load volumes are down over 12%. That's big. That is not a good sign when we have way too much capacity still. So uh, expect to see rates drop and volumes drop. You're, you're going to start feeling this, I think. Um, I'm have to keep an eye on this one. All right, we're going to get back to the health calls. We're going to head off to Illinois. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Hi, you're the leader. What's on your mind uh, today? I was listening to one of the shows last week. Uh, did anybody uh, ever get back to you on water glassing? Today? No, no nobody observe? has. Okay, let's see. It was probably two years ago when, when I called you about it because uh, we, we did it. And we, we, and we, you know, I think we used uh, preserving uh, lime okay. of some sort, a lime. And uh, um, it was about a year that we got into them to try it. And uh, we didn't, I don't think Cameron rinsed it off. She, she was showing my mom, mom came into town. And she pulled them out. She's like, it's been in here for a year. Let's see if, let's see if it's good, you know. And I always can think she didn't rinse off the egg first before she cracked it in the bowl and she might have got residue you know the egg was fine everything looked good and it tasted good but and but she i, I called you because she had broke broken out because like on her skin the rash oh, you know okay. to figure out what it was so yeah and, but uh and i didn't get a chance to eat one so she yeah. got freaked out she didn't want me to eat she didn't want me to be the test dummy so yeah okay the one thing i need to make but, clear to people as far as uh, yeah. Because it, I think we're going to be talking about this more, and I didn't make this clear the other day. Don't do not do this with um, store bought eggs. This process, yeah, yeah, this process is designed for clean, unwashed eggs right from the chicken. You don't want to do this with with factory farmed eggs okay. you're buying at the store. Uh, every and I don't know why, but every yeah. article I've ever read about this, it's always with. You know, clean, unwashed eggs. Not oh yeah, because the blue—you don't want to wash the blue moth. Right, blue. right. On the egg. Okay. Yeah. Now, sometimes when we're not there, her mom, you know, I mean, well, she always gathers up the eggs, and uh, uh, you know, they eat them. And, but she always—we tell her not to. Don't worry about washing our eggs. But uh, you know, we maybe maybe that's what happened. Maybe she washed our eggs. Well, what they say, you know, I like I say, I buy, you know, pastured eggs from locals and a farmer's markets. I've been doing it for years and I get a lot of eggs that are kind of dirty. I mean, there is a lot of stuff on the egg. Uh, a lot of these are it, for some reason. I don't know why the eggs I get out of my chickens right now. They are perfectly clean. I mean, you. you I rinse them usually a little bit, but but they're really, really clean. And most of the articles say, yeah. just pick your cleanest eggs and use those. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it looked good. It, it was, uh, we have really buoyant, buoyant chicken eggs, too, you know, and I think we're you know, we got a horse and a horse and a donkey, so they kind of run around there and up in the pasture and get exercise and all that, but, uh, so, but as far as taste and, and quality, it was good after a year. 
That's all I, that's all, uh, I can report. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've read enough articles to, to trust the process. I just was hoping I might get some, you know, real-life experience from somebody about, you know, what they're like. Uh, so we'll see. I, I'm going to try I it. would go back up if you need it. I would go back on and test it myself. I think uh, I think I, we got rid of them because I said, "Are you gonna Are you gonna let me eat these? Are you gonna eat them?" It's like, no, no, it's just, uh, it's not chance. Yeah. So, so so everything I've read. I mean, I'm looking at another one right now. It it always says water glassed eggs do not taste any different than fresh eggs. I mean that that's what everybody says. So I guess I'll take their word for it and then yeah, I'll try it, was, it myself. Yeah, it was a year, so I. I can't really figure out the rationale. I don't think it's. I mean, the only thing we can think of, we didn't rinse it off before we cracked it in the bowl. Maybe, so, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Uh, as far as the vitamin D, when you uh, talk with Michael, you know, when you guys uh, go back and forth, is it, is it because, you know, the, the magnesium thing, you know, that it, uh, I don't know why it would deplete magnesium, but. No, a, 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 a lot of here's what it is. I mean, I find better results when we get people's vitamin D level up around 80 or so, 80 to 100. His research yeah. shows that I'm, it's I'm just, with 99. Yeah, his research again. There's lots of research, and we all come to lots of conclusions. And and he seems to believe that we don't need those kind of levels. That in the 40s yeah. will give you all the benefits right. of vitamin D you need, and he's able to get people to the 40s without supplementing. So in his view, we don't yeah. need to supplement, and it's really not helping. He works harder to get people just yeah. into maybe the 40s with food and sunshine. I was thinking maybe that now he would say it now trigger another supplement like magnesium. No, but now it's yeah, it's just based on the results he's been able to get with people by working them into that forty range with just food and sunshine, and he gets good results doing it. Okay, yeah, I, I tested it again, and it was with two drops a day, cardio miracle probably three times a week, three or four, and uh, it was ninety nine. See, I, I, if I were you, I would try something. I would try it with just the cardio if you're, and, and don't do any other vitamin D supplementation okay. at all, and you might be just fine. Yeah, okay, I'll try that. Yeah, yeah and we're not really taking the cardio yeah, miracle for no. the vitamin D. It's just in there as part of the formulation. We're taking it more for the other stuff. So I would continue the cardio, but I, if I were you with those kind of numbers, I would probably stop the vitamin D supplementation and see what happens. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was, is, uh, is it cofactors of the uh, cardio that are help us absorb, you know, help us uh, Yeah, yeah that, that's a big part of, of cardio with with so many nutrients in it. Where it. And part of that was a lot of formulation of cofactors so that everything worked well together. Okay. And so, I mean, I was in the sun. So, you know, I go in Try to get outside. It was during the summer, so uh, yeah. But I'll try that. I'll try that. And see what happens. Uh, uh, All right. You know, here I, I was just looking at some articles on um, water glassing 
uh, here's how how kind of picky they are about not washing or rinsing the egg at all before you do this. Here's what it says. Placing eggs in the refrigerator is fine. However, when you take them out to bring them back to room temperature, the eggs will sweat, therefore removing the bloom. That bloom is that sensitive. Wow. That's probably what happens because, like I said, her mom's storing them for us until we get home. Well, you know, I I would, like... Probably like right now, even though the eggs are really clean, I, I kind of just, you know, run them under a little bit of water real quick and dry them off. But I, I, now I understand you're actually removing the bloom just by doing that. By uh, refrigerating well, them first? It sounds like any kind of washing or rinsing or even just allowing them to oh, right, sweat right, a right. little bit. I mean, if, if just the egg sweating on the counter because the temperature change is enough to remove the bloom, then that, that's pretty fragile. Wow. Okay. Cammy was telling saying she harvested those eggs herself before she did that, but um, uh, I don't know. Still, and, and, you might have, did you, she said she didn't refrigerate them, didn't wash them, so I don't know. Okay. Now, it also says here. But I would. You should absolutely yeah. wash them after they've been water glassed before you. Oh, eat them. okay. All right, we didn't do that. Yeah, she was wanting to show my mom, so she just pulled it right out of there, cracked it in bowl. So maybe yeah. what happened? And she maybe she was sensitive to it. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a try pretty soon here because we're already being overrun with eggs. Well, if you if you get down, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, if you need something in Dallas, we have a mechanic too. He's got uh, He's got a got a shop and everything, <laughs> just in case. I I I uh, ribs you know, rib package I, is still on the table. Yeah, you know, I I was pretty sure I was going to be coming through that area on the strip, and now I, I'm definitely not. I'm taking the shortest route okay. to to get to Nashville, and and I'm taking the shortest route back. I even had to cancel. I I had a couple plans. Um, I was going to go down to Destin, Florida, and hang out with David Owen for a couple days. He invited us down, and on the way down there, we were going to stop at Brent Hutto's place in Tuscaloosa and spend a couple days there. Um, that's all off the table now. I, I there's just way too much going on. Oh, straight there and straight back, and I'm going by myself. Stay, yeah, straight on forty. Yeah, yeah. Up on you, just stay. I know, go through Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm actually going from here. The quickest way to Nashville for me is 84 through Idaho down to Salt Lake City, then 80 over to 25 oh, okay. and 25 down to 70 in Denver and then 70 straight across. Gotcha. And I'm All not right. sure where I'll drop down. When are you, uh, when are you leaving? Uh, the 23rd. It's a Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. the 23rd. And that should give me enough extra time. Um, I don't need that much time, obviously, to get there, but I could use a couple days of quiet on the road to kind of get my mind into it. And if something does go wrong, I need a couple extra days to get there. You know, we always have plan B and C. If, if something really goes wrong with the coach, which is my biggest concern, it's coming out of a lot of major work. 
And, you know, I just have to prepare myself for something going wrong. And plan B is if I've got to get to an airport and jump on a plane to get there, I will. Or if I have enough time, grab a rental car and go. Well, uh, hope all goes well. Um, hey, real quick, can what? Uh, wait, I couldn't hear the question. Oh, no, oh. oh, she's... <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. She's just talking about being sensitive to magnesium. Why she might be overly sensitive to magnesium, as far as yeah, as far as loose loose stool man. Oh, yeah. um, there, does that mean she did? Magnesium potentially pretty or powerful. Magnesium in its different forms has lots of different effects on us. And here's the other thing we always have to remember: supplements are not food. They're supplements for a reason. And our body will not respond to a supplement the same way it responds to that nutrient in a whole food. It's why we really yeah, I heard try you hard. The other day, yeah. yeah, it's why we really try hard to get our nutrition out of food, not supplements. When we need to, we will supplement. But you also know you you can get some other yeah. strange results sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Total sense. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a time where I, I was getting a ton of kind of loose stool all the time, and I couldn't figure out why. And then it dawned on me, it was when I was going through the joint pain that I couldn't figure out, and I was taking like four and five Epsom salt baths a week. You wow. absorb that right through your skin. Yeah. Yeah. So just okay. something like that was enough to to do that for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I can take that. I put that mat, that net in the uh, nighttime drink, and everything's been fine with me. So yeah. lately, yeah, oh, good. Okay, all right, good good talking I'll to tell you. Her. Yep, we're gonna grab another call. We're off to California this time. Brandy, welcome. Thanks, Kevin. Um, today there's supposed to be an emergency broadcast. Uh, alert on your phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, my thoughts are is that, yeah, 11.20, your, our time. I'm on your time, too. Um, but can you trust your government that basically wants to put something in, in you and say that's good as well as listen to have, something on all across the world or have, across the country with a signal you don't have no idea? Have you heard the conspiracy theories about this one? No, but I oh, probably got, started one. Yeah, well, I've got a big one. I forgot I was supposed to warn everybody today. Thank you for reminding me. So here's the conspiracy theory. If you got the COVID vaccine, when they send out this signal today, that signal is going to trigger something inside your body. There's a, there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories going on about that. This Here's my thought on that. Look, I, I'm not going to say that there isn't something going on with our government. There clearly is. But let's put a little common sense to this. If there really was something in the vaccine and it was planned to be there and, and they can trigger something with this 5G signal, that's the, you know, everybody says, oh, it's the 5G and they're going to trigger. Well, if that were true and they wanted to do that, why would they announce it? They wouldn't. They don't need to tell us they were doing this. 
if their plan was, oh, we got this, we got something in everybody, well, the, everybody that got the vaccine now has this thing we can trigger with the signal, they wouldn't tell us that they were going to do it. That would be stupid. They would just do it. And then they would claim, well, we didn't do anything. We don't know why people are dropping dead. So I, I kind of have to believe that th there's not a whole lot of credibility in any of these theories. Why would they tell us? The safe thing is not to listen to it, to have your phone off at that time. Well, they claim it. You know, there are people, uh, there are tutorials all over the Internet about putting your phone in the microwave, put, you know, teaching people how to build a Faraday cage so you can or a Faraday bag so you can stick your phone in the bag when this is going to happen, because even if you turn it off, it's not going to matter. That's what they're saying. So th there's an awful lot of talk about this today. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was just my thought on this. Yeah. Thanks, though. So. Then I read something about Russia's also doing some kind of weird testing today, and that's all wrapped up in all this. I, I don't know. It's a lot of black helicopter stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And I have a feeling. That's all I have. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. I, I have a feeling if this really were true, there probably wouldn't be much we'd be able to do to stop it anyway. And if it's all about the vaccine, hell, I'm not worried. For me, anyway, if that's what this is, is triggering something they, they somehow delivered in the vaccine. Uh, well, I don't have to worry about that. All right. Um, we're down to uh, just about nothing here. So uh, as far as calls, jump in and join us, or I will be wrapping this up after this call. Let's go to California. TJ, welcome. Hey, what's happening, Kevin? What's on your mind today? Kevin. Well, I, I, I just was proving that I can trick the call screener. I told her I wanted to talk about COVID, but I really want to talk about motor coaches. Oh, of course. It's health day. We need to talk about coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Having right a coach well, is anyways, good for no, my mental health. 100%. 100%. Well, regarding COVID, I'll just tell you a quick story about how that, that affected me. So when I got the Delta variant, um, I got it on a Monday. I felt better by Wednesday. I was back in work on Wednesday. On Thursday, I, I was still feeling okay. So on Friday, I went dirt bike riding with, with a couple friends. Took the day off. We got out into the middle of nowhere, and I basically had a heart attack out there. Really? Now, that's what it felt like. I don't know what... Yeah. Wow. So I basically doubled over. I, I could not catch my breath, and my heart... I had pains in my chest. Right. And so anyway, so that was that was the Delta variant. Well, on Monday, this is past Monday, I, I went to a yoga class. And at the end of that yoga class, I doubled over, clasped my heart and could not breathe. Really? And and I'm right. I'm a regular practitioner here. Right. So so I'm fairly healthy. Right. And so I, I believe that I probably had COVID you know, over the weekend or last week. And this, this, when you work out and get your heart rate up and then feel this, you know, this something, oh, yeah. something in your chest, that's, it's just COVID in, in full effect. I think now oh, you might be on this. Of course, something. I'm never going to get tested. So, no. I don't know. It, it definitely floats around your bloodstream and causes lots of pulmonary issues, I think. And that would make sense with all the, you know, with all the other right. things happening with, with athletes and heart attacks and all of that. Absolutely. So, so, so the main thing, the, the, 
the only way I solved it was is like the only way to sort of come down from that is you know conscious breathing through your nose to sort of you know to calm your your, yeah. your body from that fight or flight that, that, that crazy thing and and then that will sort of relax you enough to where your body will start working again. Um, now I will say that that this time when it happened, it wasn't nearly as bad as when I was out on the dirt bike when that happened. Um, so maybe it's slowly but surely going away in people, but but it's still around, you know, it's still around, it's still affecting people, still people I, dying. Like I saw a study that a lot of people dying. So, you know, it's it, bad. It, it, it's a thing. Whatever it is, you know, there are people that claim that it's not really a virus, that it doesn't really exist. I, I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion. Something exists that's different than before. This isn't the flu the way we've experienced. It's not the common cold. This is something new and different. Whether it was man-made, it, it, it seems like that's a pretty strong possibility because it does act pretty odd. It doesn't act like a lot of other things we've had that are natural. So I, I'm not one of the people that say, oh, the whole COVID thing's just a hoax. No, no it's something. And yes, people get it. And yes, people die from it. Um, way too many of the people that died from it shouldn't have. Um, I am a strong believer in their protocol in the hospital killed people. Yeah, 100%. The ventilators uh, are a hey, Kevin, huge can we problem. Talk? And there's even a good explanation as to why the ventilators don't work for this, but they just kept doing it anyway. Um, I, you know, I've talked about it. We, I had a close friend that, that died from COVID, but I really believe he died from the COVID treatment. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what all it seems to be pointing to is all these treatments were wrong, especially the vaccine. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, Kevin, you, you mentioned the, um, the cardio miracle. I just finished my first, uh, container of that. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, you're home. Um, but I, you're, I, you're I did this. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I absolutely love it. How, however, it, I seem to have developed an eye twitch and I don't, I don't know that it's from that. I'm sure it's from something else. I don't, I don't know what though, um, but like my eye, my left eye sort of twitch, twitches now. And when I, and, I, and when I take that in the morning is when it, happen so, so i don't know if it's something's being repaired try, try it's repairing this. something it, it could be try this though um if if you can or want to try quitting for two weeks and see if it goes away i don't know if i can do that i know i, I mean i know I, it gets I me it, it so, really pumps me up it gets here's, me going. here muscle twitching is almost always a mineral issue uh, an imbalance of, mm. of a couple of minerals. Uh, m almost all of our muscle um, movement is controlled by minerals. You know, our heart is a good example of this. We, we have, you know, there are minerals that help our heart beat properly and our heart is an electrical instrument, you know, and, and our muscles respond to electrical stimulation. So when we see muscle twitching, muscle cramping, almost always a mineral issue of some kind. And there are weird so things I that like can that happen magnesium. occasionally. When you get too much of one nutrient, it can can hurt another nutrient. So sometimes it can be too yeah, so, much of a nutrient we're getting somewhere. Well, I love that mag magnesium product as well. So I, I actually, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I mixed the magnesium into the one container of Cardio Miracle because I, I take them both all the time, and I got, I got to about the same ratio. 
and I just poured it in there and mixed it up so I could only carry one container. I don't know if that's okay, but that's what I did. You know what? I have a feeling I know. I used to do that too. In the beginning of the summer when I was really out in the garden eight, nine hours a day, sweating like crazy, I, when I made my cardio miracle every morning, I would put the magnesium in there because I figured, oh, I could use some extra magnesium without all the sweating. I started to get that weird, uh, almost like anxiety feeling in my chest. Like I don't have anxiety. I never have. I'm not even exactly sure what anxiety is. I kind of know. Um, but I get a weird physical feeling in my chest that is what people describe when they're really anxious. But it's not in my brain. I'm not worried about anything. I just started getting this weird feeling in my chest. And it would almost feel like my heart would start to race a little bit. Uh, and it turned out I was overdoing a couple of the supplements. Yeah, I definitely could be overdoing it because, I, you know, I sweat a lot. And, and my assumption is I want to get as much of that magnesium That's back in me as right. I can. I was doing um, the same thing. But... But like that, the lady mentioned on the, on the last call, um, that's, that's what I use as my metric as to when I've taken too much magnesium. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? If I, if I start have to run to the bathroom or the porta potty. That could do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, the, the muscle twitching, though, so, I, but I, I, think I, it I, love is, I think it is something. And I think it may be. A, a, and based on what you're telling me, I think it's going to turn out to be too much of a nutrient, not, not enough. Well, what? Okay, so if I'm on Cardio Miracle and magnesium, um, what test should I take to see what other vitamin I'm possibly deficient in, or what's my next step? I mean, I, I like yeah, those, I'm, but I haven't done any testing. So, like, what? What do I need a full blown analysis from I'm, Michael, or what? I'm not big on testing. I mean, it, look, if this were a serious problem that was really impacting your life, yeah, maybe we'll go do some testing. It, this is more, it sounds to me like it's more of an annoyance than anything else. So rather than go do a bunch of blood testing at a time like this, I just start experimenting with my supplements. Maybe, maybe try dropping the magnesium for a week and see if that fixes it or, you know, cut your cardio consumption in half. Don't quit completely. I just tend to start playing around with supplements and seeing what I can figure out. Yeah. But these guys talk about like your vitamin D level at 80 or 40. Yeah. What, what, how do I check? How do I know That's where my easy. vitamin D level is at? That, I just that, look down, down at my Garb, Garmin watch? No, unfortunately that isn't possible yet. It may be someday. Um, I do recommend, and I do it myself. I do. I have a quarterly subscription for a test from Everly. Well, it's just a home test. And I set it up. They send it to me every quarter so I don't forget about it. And it actually tests two really important things that I like to monitor. It will give you your vitamin D level. And it also gives you, you can buy a combo test from Everly Well. And it, it also tests um, C-reactive protein, which tells us if we have any inflammation anywhere, uh, primarily in our heart. It, it really is looking for cardiovascular inf inflammation. So, and it's, I don't know, it's like $79 or something. And you just do it at home. They, they ship it to you. You poke your finger. You put a bunch of blood on a card and you send it back. So I actually recommend people just do that one every quarter because your vitamin D levels change based on the weather. 
Right. So everlywell.com or can I get that in the Let's, Let's Truck store? No, we, we thought about partnering with them. So, you know, we might get a little affiliate piece, but we've just never bothered to do it. So I just tell people to go to their website and buy the test. Got it. All right, Kevin. Well, I will, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks for the info. Hey, we'll hey, catch you later. Hey, Good luck hey, on that hey, trip. I'll be hey, out and about. So yeah, hey, before you, before you go, if we're out and about, we should probably stay in touch. Maybe our paths will cross somewhere. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think I'm going to mark this day down on the calendar. Am I correct? Is this the first time you've ever called into the live show? Yeah, I, I did it, it on ten four. You know, there you 10 go. Four. Not, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. easy to remember then. Write it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, I had to come over here. It says you're not doing any Twitter spaces, you lazy uh, old man. Uh, well, don't <laughs> expect any between now and um, the Nastic event because I'm going to be a little busy. Right. Right on. We'll bring him All back. All right. After cool. That, well, I'll, I'll be in touch. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Sounds good. All right. Let's go to Texas. Rulin, welcome to the program. Hello. How are you? I was calling about the there's a good book emotional intelligence and the mankind project is pretty good for men and their emotions say that again so emotional intelligence was that a book yes uh, emotional yeah. intelligence 2.0 really 2.0. good okay let me check that out because i'm in that's a topic i'm interested in um it's kind of a and then uh, yeah there it is okay yeah. When I took that freight broker class, they uh, Brandon Cliff was the teacher, and he was all about emotional intelligence. Good. I, I like about that. that. This is one of the books that we... I, I like that. I just <laughs> ordered it on my Kindle. Uh, I, I, my Kindle. I, I am afraid to count how many books I have on my Kindle now that I haven't read yet. I am getting so far behind on books. <laughs> Um, I need to, on this trip coming up, I need to look at the books that are on my Kindle and probably go get a cup at least trying to figure out what do I have about, I bet I've got about 80 hours of driving coming up from here to Nashville and back and I drive slow. So I got I, I bet I've got about 80 hours. I'm going to figure out how many books I can fit into that. And I need to be listening to a book the whole time. Right. Also the mind the mankind project has a podcast they do a bunch of different talking about interviewing people and oh good it's pretty cool good i'll check that out too there's another thing to listen to yeah all right and i used to get an eye twitch when i was i haven't ordered any of the uh cardio stuff but i would get an eye twitch and it kind of worried me and I don't get it now that I, don't, I haven't drinking it in a while. So there that's might be interesting. There. Yeah. So what that would tell me is that's one of those things where we're we're getting too much of one of those nutrients. Some people do because I, I take I take it every day and I don't get any muscle twitching at all. If I did, I'd be trying to figure out what it was. But it, it, two people have yeah. said that there, there is one we identified. I talked earlier about that feeling of anxiety in my chest. Uh, it was actually my son, Michael, that figured this one out. Too much B12. 
And B12 is one of those supplements that must be dirt cheap, and we don't need much of it. And a lot of supplements, they add B12. It kind of helps us with our energy levels and things like that. But what we figured out was, and this was when I was biohacking, I was taking all kinds of weird supplements and combining things. And um, I, this, this feeling of anxiety in my chest was really starting to bother me. And I was talking to him one day and he went and did a bunch of research and he came back and he said, here's what's happening. We looked at all these supplements. I was taking, this is not an exaggeration. I was taking like 40,000 times the recommended amount of vitamin B12. I mean, it was just stupid how big the number was. And it turns out that much B12 actually starts to deplete lithium in your body. And we don't have a whole lot of lithium anyway. And lithium is one of those really powerful antipsychotic drugs. Like they give people with really, really, you know, intense mental health issues are, are a lot of them are on lithium. It's a pretty powerful drug, but it's also a mineral. It's a kind of a heavy metal. Um, and the levels in your body are pretty, they're not that big and it's a pretty tight range you should stay in. And we did figure out that too much B12 depletes lithium and then you start to get these weird anxiety effects. Oh, you still- well, that's all I had. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, there, there, you know, we also talk about uh, balances between um, nutrients like zinc and copper. You've got to be very careful of your zinc and copper balance. Um, fatty acid balance, omega-3 to omega-6. Uh, one problem can be consuming too much omega-6, but another problem is not consuming enough omega-3. We, we, they need to be in some balance. This is exactly why we always push to get our nutrition from food. Nature knows the balance. We, when we see issues with some of these things, it can be the supplementation causing the issue. That doesn't mean we shouldn't ever supplement. But you have to be aware, and I see a lot of practitioners that load people up with supplements and actually create problems. So we're, we're just, we're hyper aware of that, um, and, and we do watch it. You can create issues with supplements if you're not careful. Let's, uh, let's go to Texas. Paul, good morning. Howdy. What's on your mind today? Um, oh, a couple of things now. So... Whenever you had the last special on the Cardio Miracle, that's when I bought it. Okay. And I've been taking it just about every day since, and I do the light balance. Well, since you, TJ called and he said about muscle spasms and that twitching, and I just realized that I haven't had any, any of that since I started taking the light balance and the Cardio Miracle. That's what we would expect. So we can fix some of those problems with the right supplements and nutrients. And we can also, if we're not careful, like I was just saying, we can also create some of those problems. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm, uh, down in South Texas today and I'll be unloading in about an hour's time. I've got multiple stops. I'll get a, I imagine I'll be able to soak up some vitamin D since it's 96 degrees down here. It's nice fall weather in South Texas. And there's no... There's no reason why you can't load and unload cars in your skivvies, right? Some of the dealers might not like it. <laughs> what the hell? 
Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just getting yeah. my vitamin D. Yeah, you're scaring the customers away. <laughs> you know, I, I used to I used to yeah. joke about you know gardening almost naked. Now on the farm, I can garden naked if I want. All right, six acres. And this is someone with a drone flying above you. So. You know, it's funny you say that. Shoot when it. I when I was out um, mowing the field the other day, I actually found a drone. Somebody yep. lost one in my field. Oh, okay. It was a really tiny one, though. Didn't even have a camera. It was just a like. It was almost yep. like a toy. Um, it was only a couple inches across, a couple inches square. Uh, four little tiny props on each corner, but no camera. It, it came from sharper image, um, but I thought it was pretty weird. And um, I, I don't really. There are a couple other properties around there, but I don't really know anybody yet. So uh, I have no idea where this thing came from. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, yours now, if you want. Right. So, when you, I did, I did have a thought just before. When you get round to having another CMC event, you'd be able to call it the CMC Health event. Yeah, combine the two. Yeah, we we have talked about yeah. that. If we do another event, it will have um, there will be three components: business, money, and health. Good. I'm and, pretty sure I'll be there. So. You know, the other possibility, and this is this is a ways off yet because we've got a lot going on. Um, the other possibility is to do smaller events at our property. Yep. There we control everything. One other question. Yeah. One other question. Yeah. Uh, does Terrence, does his partner, I'm not sure they're married or what, but does she listen to the show? Sounds like she doesn't, maybe. I don't think so. I've never heard him he need, comment that she listens, no. He needs to work on that. Maybe she could see the light. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, like, I, th- this is always our biggest struggle. It's the people closest to us that, that we have the hardest time with. And, and you know what? Every practitioner I've ever talked to says the same thing. In fact, there are groups of practitioners that exist so that you don't have to help the people closest to you. You refer them out to somebody in your group and they refer the people closest to them out to you. And because this is an issue, it's, it's, it's a very clear issue. It's, it is hardest to work yeah. with the people you are closest to. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when I go to the hospital, it's usually to take my wife for some one reason or another. And, some of the most unhealthiest, well, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say some, but a lot, a lot of the people are so unhealthy looking. Oh. It's like, oh, they, they're either fat and obese or they're skinny and pasty pale and scared of the sun. So. Correct. Right. Nobody looks healthy yeah, in a so. hospital, including all the people who work there. Work there. Yeah. Well, I know one of the problems. All right. That's all I got. Yeah. What? The food. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to use Grubhub or do a forty-eight hour fast. So yeah, and look, Grubhub that, would be an improvement over the hospital food, but it's still restaurant food. The problem with the hospital food is it's like prison food. It's so damn bad. Yeah, bologna sandwiches, exactly. a side of rice and sugar with the cheapest white bread they can buy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or wheat bread for the healthy. Yeah, right, yeah. that's right. It's going to be cheap whole so, wheat bread. You're right. So. My wife, she gets up in the morning and she likes her Starbucks or 
whatever she'll make a what she calls cowboy coffee, where she make it the night before a cold brew, and yeah. mostly she only eats once a day. She still eats some crap, but one day recently, I said I'll be back in a few hours. Well, I got delayed, and I didn't get home till like seven thirty at night when I got home. And I called her. I said, okay, I'm finally on the way. You want me to get something? No, don't worry about it. Okay. And I get home and it's like, well, I'm going to pull a steak out of the freezer and just cook it from frozen steak and eggs. That's what I did. I said, you want something? No, it's too late to eat. Okay. I said, well, you should have just ate earlier while I was waiting for you. Okay. (laughs) I said, well, you want something? (laughs) No. So she didn't eat at all. And then the next day we had to go into town and she says, I need to get something to eat. She said, I'm starving. I said, well, I told you you should have ate earlier yesterday. And she said, well, I just didn't because it's your fault. But So she went from whatever day this was. So she went from about midday the day before through to about 10 a.m. two days later. So she regularly will do a fast like that. She don't, she don't always eat healthy, but she can easily – but she does have alcohol, so she's – Top fuel burner occasionally, so. <laughs> but she can go without eating, no problem. You know that's a good thing. I I, I was just about to say, it, yeah. it, and I never had that kind of willpower when I was eating the standard American diet. Man, if I didn't have food every yeah. you know couple of hours, I, I was hangry. Um, so good for her. The choice between eating bad food or not eating at all. The better choice is always don't eat at all. It's just not easy. Yeah. Well, when I, when I got home on Saturday, and she, I said, well, she said, uh, I didn't cook anything because I didn't know what time you're going to be here. And I said, you want me to go get something? Yeah. And she said, go to Spencer's, the local grocery store. And she said, get a slab of ribs. There okay. you go. So I, got, so I got a whole slab of ribs, but they must have a different person cooking them because that... that the the rub that they used was a little spicy, spicier than normal. Okay. And the ribs weren't quite as tender. But and she said, "Get potato salad." So I got a potato salad as well. So we we ate a couple of them, and then Sunday she says, "Those ribs were a little chewy." And she says, "I have an idea." She said, "I'll just drop them in the slow cooker and add some water and a couple of onions and." Perfect. She said, we'll just put them on the slow cooker and they'll fall off the bone. So we had ribs on Saturday and fall off the bone ribs on Sunday. So You know, funny you said that. One of the things I just started doing recently when we make ribs. So I love ribs. I have a killer rib recipe on the smoker. They are competition-worthy ribs. Um, We always make more now, almost double. Uh, and then what we do is I just take all the extra ribs, just take the meat off the bone and we use that yeah. meat for other dishes. Like rib meat nachos are excellent. Um, rib meat tacos. So we just use the rib meat for other dishes. So when I make, it's just as easy for me to cook four racks of ribs as it is to cook two. All I'm doing is putting a little seasoning yeah, well, on them, the, throw them on, on the she, smoker. She says the same thing. She'll tell me, it's like, when you go to the grocery store, she said, get two fat chicks, one redhead, one blonde. And she said, because I can use the same amount of electricity to cook two as I can cook one. It Really? And it's about so the same amount we, of time? And yeah. Yeah, well, just pull them out of the bag and yeah. put salt on them and, shove them right. and butter and shove them in the oven and it's done. Yeah. And then 
so we'll pretty much devour one chicken or the best part of it that night, and then I just cut the other one up and take it with me on the trip. Yeah. But yep. For a, for someone that is short of being super healthy, she'll be seventy in November, but she's still not on any prescribed medication. So that's huge. And she smokes and drinks and <laughs> yeah. So and, and when yeah. whenever we do go to the hospital or the doctor, oh, what medications you're on? Nothing. I take a baby aspirin and I take melatonin and it, right. just stuff you can buy at Walmart. That's right. all she takes. And the, the, and they're kind of surprised. But she, she's not the healthiest, but she's a long way from the unhealthy. So well, here, I guess I'm it, lucky. So. Absolutely. And I, I want to contrast that with something I just posted yesterday. And, and I don't know why it's shocking to me, but it is. Um, at 70 without a really healthy lifestyle, she's done a lot of things right somewhere along the line, and she's on zero prescriptions at 70. I posted yesterday, we now have yeah. three and four-year-olds being diagnosed with fatty liver disease. Criminal. Children. Child that, abuse. It, it is awful. Yeah. I, I can't imagine... A child who gets diagnosed with fatty liver disease at the age of four, what is their life going to be like? Terrible. Awful. And short. Awful. Suffering, pain, misery, doctors, the cost of it all, the hassle of it all. Uh, Unbelievable. This is disgusting what we've done to our children. Yeah. Right, I'll carry on. All right. Sure, somebody else wants to talk to you. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I could, you know, we're talking about myself, 60. I'm not on any prescriptions. Don't ever plan on being any. Here's somebody who doesn't even do a lot of the healthy stuff and isn't on any prescriptions. That's never going to happen anymore. Our diet and lifestyle is so bad now. Unless you completely avoid all of that, then it will happen. You know, I, when I talk about, you know, my grandkids and Lauren's baby and, and those kids may see the healthiest lifespans we've seen in, in a century. But the rest of the population, I, I, am, I, I am appalled at how bad human health is getting and how young these kids are. Fatty liver disease in a child. That is, um, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. Let's uh, let's go to Kansas City. Patrick, welcome. Thank you. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I heard you talking, I just tuned in uh, just not too long ago, and heard you talking about the possibility of, of too much of one supplement causing reactions with others, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do take Cardio Miracle once a day. I take uh, the light balance of my coffee. I used to put four caps in there. Um, and the, the D&K, ADNK drops, okay. and collagen and butter. Um, I'm 61. Uh, about a little over, I, probably six weeks ago, my mom passed away. And then for two weeks after her, around her memorial, I had like 160 heart rate at rest. Right. I could barely feel my heart beat where I normally could feel it a lot. You know, um, went two weeks and it was still there. And I was like, yeah, my wife made me go to the doctor, obviously. And I had uh, a flutter and they shocked my heart, put me back in rhythm. Last about four days, had a stressful day, didn't sleep very good that night. Next morning, I was back at 142 beats for about six hours, something like that. And then it slowed down, but it was real erratic for two, three days. So I went back to the hospital, it shocked me again, changed the medication they put me on. 
um, put me on, you know, first of all, they put me on a blood thinner and two uh, things for the, your heart rhythm or something. They changed one of those the second time I went in. Okay. Uh, so I'm on the, just wondering if, if possibly I was, my wife was wondering if I was possibly overdoing the light balance and, and I, things like that. It is possible. Yeah. And I have seen over supplementation cause some of these kinds of issues. So one thing I might just try, just cut your doses of both light balance and cardio in half. Don't quit taking them and cut them in half and see if you see any improvement. Okay. I only t- Go ahead. Okay. That's what I was figuring you might say. Uh, I was just going to say, I only take the Cardio Miracle once a day. Are you suggesting so I take it every other day? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Switched every other day for a while just to see if it, because it's the quickest way to tell us if that's, that, that's what's going on. Okay. The thing is they have me on these medications and that's medication, my heart rate is steady. Right. Yeah. They, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. As long that's as you're on the medications, we can't ever know what it's going to be. Really? Yeah. Right. Because the, the one they put me on the second time, when they, ch- they changed one of the heart rhythm medicines, and it's called the one they put me on now is flecainide. I believe it's the way you say it, but I mean, my heart rate is steady. It, I feel it fairly strongly, but it's steady and it's calm. It's like 50 to 60 beats a minute at rest. That, that's what drugs do. You know, and I'm just like, yeah, that's what I mean. And I'm just like, okay, it, I'm kind of tired. It, right. you, know, you, you know, we, we, drugs are powerful. Drugs do take away our symptoms. Right. Drugs do make us feel better. There's no doubt about it. Um, right. Heroin yeah. makes a heroin addict feel much, much better. <laughs> you know, there, it's just, <laughs> right. so, yes. and then what happens is, you know, we, we were focused on a symptom. They give us a drug, that symptom goes right. away. We're like, well, look, this works. What we don't always correlate are the three other symptoms we got. Yeah. And maybe they're yeah. not as bad as, yeah, as, as, but so I don't believe that any of these drugs are life-saving for you. I don't believe that you would die right. without these. Um, and we can't right. ever really get to the root cause of the problem while you're taking them. Right. They, they did uh, tell me that uh, uh, one procedure is called um, yeah, don't uh, do it. cardio ablation. Yeah, ab- Here's what I want what you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Don't take my word yep. for this. I want you to call Dr. Wolfson and pay for even a minimal consultation just so you can ask him about ablations. All right. Okay. He, he, just so you um, know, yeah, he's, uh, he's done thousands of them. Okay. That's what I told my wife. I didn't want to do anything without talking to him. Yep. That I figured that's what you tell advice. me. Yep. By far. And they said, that, yeah, that they were saying like 95%, you know, you're not going to have to have any more, you know, shock therapies or whatever, You're probably not going to go back into a flutter, that kind of thing. Hold on. Listen yeah. to their wording. I want you to pay attention to this. 95% okay. chance. And you know why they say 95? There's no proof of that, but it's a good number. It's a really, really big number yeah. like that. You should do this because if you do this, there's almost no chance it's going to happen, but we're going to tell you 95 because when it does happen, then we have an out. Out, yeah. That's and that's two different doctors said two different things about that that procedure. So that's why I thought I don't want to trust these guys. Correct. You know, two right. different heart specialists. You know, so I thought okay, I need to just talk to Doctor Wilson. Right. So um, and here's the other and thing, can, and, can you, and I can tell right. you already get this, but this is for the other people listening. Um, I'll give you an analogy that used to frustrate me all the time. 
I would be talking about something on a truck like wide singles and all the improvements it made. And invariably, I would right. get calls and somebody would go, oh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Those wide singles, they are so <laughs> bad. Why would you I've ever <laughs> recommend those? And I'd say, oh, so how many miles have you put on wide singles on a truck you own? Well, none. I'm a company driver. Right. But when our company put them on, they were awful. Well, <laughs> or, or I'll hear, well, I've yep. never. Well, wait a minute. I have driven lots and lots of miles with both duals and wide singles. I've spent time on test right. tracks where I get to push the tires to their absolute limit and beyond. We were allowed to crash things to test this kind of stuff. And after doing all of that, I can tell you which one's better. So I remember you talking about that. Yeah. yeah so uh, there are so many people in this world that give advice about things they've never experienced. Now, who would you trust more, a cardiologist who has done yeah. nothing but procedures and drugs their whole career, or a cardiologist yeah. who had that career, did all of those procedures, all of those drugs for years, decades even, and then found a better way and now does it a different way? Who would you trust more? Right. Yeah. My wife is, is a nurse practitioner, and she says the same stuff. You know, she's been a practitioner for, for over 20 years. She goes, I hate the medical field. I just can't believe it. One tells you this, one tells you that. You know? yeah, she's absolutely right. <laughs> she finally right. got out of the hospital. She, yeah. She's at a retirement facility working there now. But she, you know, for years been in different hospitals here in the Kansas City area. And just, hey, you, you know, know the, seven, eight years, I just can't take it anymore. The, the other thing, um, nurse, nurse practitioners, kudos to her. I think that's one of the best designations we have in the medical field. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's still the medical field and she's still in that system, but I, I really like that right. designation. Yeah. Yeah. My, and I called you before my daughter, 20 year old daughter's got Lyme disease and just, you know, between dealing with her, my mom passed, passed away, everything else, you know, at first you just thought, you know, that I was, stress but then two weeks of that high of a heartbeat sometimes 160 at rest you know and stuff okay i, I had to go deal with the medical field like i said you know emergency room you got to deal with it when you have to but right. i don't want to be stuck in the system right right so okay the next step is, yeah oh how do i get a hold of him it, it, it's just look him up on the web the phone number will be there they've got a okay. great system you can okay yeah it, it, they're really easy He's to in arizona with. right uh, he's, his practice yeah, okay. is in Arizona near Scottsdale. Yeah. He travels quite a bit. He, uh, spends some time in Colorado and lately now he's spending okay. time in Costa Rica because he's buying property down there. Okay. Okay. So I should go find him on the web and just, yeah, uh, and, find and, it that way. and there are other practitioners and doctors in his office. Um, and they're all, I thought, I thought you said that. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's where I'm going to be going. All right. Perfect. Or at least checking with. Yeah. Well, thank you again for all the information and all the uh, stuff you give us on your show. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Looks like we're going to wrap this up for today. Um, no spaces this week. I probably won't be doing spaces until uh, about the last half of November. Uh, it looks like I'm going to take about six weeks off of spaces. If my schedule clears up and I've got a day, um, I don't foresee that happening. Um, the list of stuff I have to do right now is way too big. 
Um, and if I don't start doing it, it's going to start causing me some anxiety. I know it already causes Lisa anxiety because she knows how much I have to do and I'm behind, but, uh, I'll get it done. So we just got to cut out some of the, uh, the, the, the spaces I love doing them, but even if I could keep them to an hour right now, it would still be too much time, but they always go long and it's usually my fault. Um, I will blame a lot of the long spaces on TJ. Um, cause he, TJ's when I, when I start to wind down, he'll, he'll jump in and ask me a question about the coach or the garden or whatever. And then we keep going. So, uh, I just got to cut that out for a little while. We'll, we'll bring it back in the near future. Uh, tomorrow is a free for all and rolling toe. Friday will be a free for all and rocking technology and efficiency with at least Joel and Henry. We'll see who else joins us. Maybe we can get Alec back in there again. One of these days, I know we'll get uh, John Walco back. He's uh, been very, very busy racing, which is a good thing. So uh, that's the rest of the week. We will see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.